Greetings and welcome. I am Dr. Carol Gambule, your host on Word Anchor Podcast. I'm also an author and a publisher. This weekly podcast covers a wide range of issues that we face in life and the solutions that are provided for in the Word of God. I aim to encourage, to teach, motivate, and guide as we move along in this life's journey. Please subscribe, download, and share this podcast. Someone out there needs to hear this message. I hope you enjoy this episode. Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. This episode is inspired by the subject in my book titled The Bride of Jesus. This is a book that talks to the church, the one for whom God gave his own son, the ones chosen by the father for the son. It is a discourse on the relationship we have with Christ whilst we wait for his coming. His expectations of us as his kingdom ambassadors are contained in the words that he spoke to his disciples and the inspiration on the disciples after his departure. The title of this episode is Abiding in Christ as a Bride Abides in Her Husband. Some people, when they are disappointed in God because he has not given them their request when they wanted it, the way they wanted it, they then reconsider their relationship with Christ. It is like those that pack and leave their husband's home after every argument. The bride and her husband, Christ and the church. When a bride gets married, she goes to stay with her husband normally. Few husbands will go stay with the wife, with the in-laws, perhaps due to some circumstances. Better still, some couples move into their own home, built or bought by them together. However, there are many sacrifices that a woman makes when they get married. She changes her surname, mostly to her husband's. She learns and gets accustomed to the husband's culture, which she will teach her children. When I got married, I took a bit of time to change my surname. That was until I went to the bank one time and they asked me who was surnamed Ngambule. I knew then I had to go and change it. This is a process of identifying with my husband. It is more than just sharing the house, but being identified with him. When Jesus Christ started his earthly ministry, he called out a few men and called them his disciples. He taught them a lot of things. He went with them everywhere and even got in trouble with the religious leaders a few times. One of the things he taught them was recorded in the book of John chapter 15 verse 4. It says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So Jesus said, abide in me, stay with me, be attached to me, cleave to me. It's not like those followers that said, allow me to go and bury my beloved and the rich one that could not let go of his riches and follow Jesus. The disciples that he chose had to leave everything and follow him. Abiding is firstly a command of the Lord. It is not a law, but a command. Jesus Christ gave this as a command to his disciples. Jesus was not just talking to followers who would come and go as they pleased. He said, abide, stay with me. Jesus knew that the human being has a tendency to wander around, hop from one church to the next, move from one relationship to another, 
be loyal to one person and another, but Jesus said, abide with me. History has proven that human beings are capable of wandering from one person to another. Israel, as a nation, is a people chosen by God to be his own. God made reference to her as his wife, just as the church is referred to as the bride of Jesus. Israel failed time and time again to remain faithful to God. No sooner than they committed themselves to God when they had the Ten Commandments than they went and made for themselves a golden calf and said, This is your God who took you out of Egypt. Just imagine a golden calf compared to God who took them out of Egypt. A calf that could not do the ten plagues that God did. A calf that could not blow wind so that the children of Israel could walk on dry ground. That calf could do nothing. But they said, this is your God who took you out of Egypt. These people stayed with him for a little while when things were going well. They were fine when they were receiving the water coming from a rock. It was okay when God made the bitter water to be sweet. It was okay when God led Pharaoh and his horses and his chariots right into the Red Sea and the water came back and they were all destroyed in the sea. It was okay for them. It was okay when God took them out of Egypt with his mighty hand. But the minute it became a bit difficult for them to see God and the move of God, they found a golden calf and they said, this is our God. Forty days was enough for them to break the first commandment. You shall have no other gods besides me. Exodus chapter 20 verse 3. After hearing this commandment, they said, all that you have said, we shall do. And they could not wait for 40 days. They made a God that could not speak, nor move, or hear, or practically do anything but remain a statue. They had seen what God did for them in Egypt. They had been in the Red Sea. They had been by the waters of Mara. But yet, a little vacuum in leadership got them on the wrong side of the law. How many people give up on God simply because the man of God is no longer in the picture? How many people will stop going to church because the man of God has sinned? How many people would stop going to church simply because the man of God has died? A little trouble, they found a God in a golden car. They were left with Aaron. For sure he tried to lead them in prayer to God, but they had no confidence in his leadership like with Moses. They were in the wilderness. They needed direction. They would need water along the way. They would need food. They would need a lot of things which they saw when Moses was there with them. Children of God, the troubles of this world and desperation for solutions has led many to look for other gods. Not that people do not know about God, but when he delayed in responding to their prayers like Moses not coming down for 40 days, People look for an alternative. Some people are prepared to fight for their marriages. They give it to their all. They pray, they fast, they seek help from counselors. They cry out to God. They do things, they spice up their marriages. They give gifts, they do a whole lot of things. They say, I'm sorry. They say, please. They go out on dates. They try a whole lot of things to keep a marriage intact. Yet some will be quick to say, this thing of salvation is not working for me. Jesus says abide. Even if you have prayed for the issue for years, abide. Even if that husband that you have been asking God to give you has not showed up, abide. 
even if the business is still not working out, abide even if you have lost the business. It's been a rough year in 2020. Many have lost their businesses. Many have lost their loved ones. Many have lost their jobs. But Jesus Christ says, abide in me. Don't say because God has not answered me in this prayer for the past 12 months. Therefore, God is not worth worshipping. Jesus says, abide. Even if you have prayed for this issue for years, abide in him. Do not abide only because it is well and rosy. Jesus Christ never promised us a problem-free life as Christians. This abiding is not an event that happens once. It is not baptismal. It is a daily walk with Christ. Abide even when persecuted for your faith. That God has not given you what you ask for yet is not reason to give up on your relationship with him. From the golden calf, Israel gravitated to gods of the land. They started worshipping Baal and Asherah. Their kings began to associate with other nations that were worshipping other gods. King Solomon began to worship other gods. He could not stay with the true God that gave him a kingdom. Solomon had everything, everything. He was more wealthy than David, his father. He became king because of God, but he began to worship other gods. So it's not even those that are in need of things, but it's also those that have a whole lot of things that will move away from God. You prayed to God to give you a business, and now that you have a business, you are too busy for God. You prayed for that job, and now that you have it, your job has become your God. You prayed for that wife or that husband. Now that you have them, they have become your God. You worship them. You do everything for them. And you have no time for your own God. Israel desired what other people were claiming to be blessings from their gods. God gave them many chances to repent. And if they did not, he let them become prey to their enemies. Abide in Jesus and be protected. There is protection for the wife in the arms of her husband. Even the most timid husband will put up a fight for his wife when facing danger. Our God keeps us protected under the shadow of his wings. Praise the Lord. No husband will defend his wife who is in trouble in the hands of another man. The least a loyal husband will do will be to take his wife home and protect her there. Our God is a jealous God. He wants you out of the other gods. He wants you to be in him and you are covered. God led Israel to the hands of the Philistines, to the Assyrians, to the Syrians, to the Babylonians. Most, if not all, the prophets spoke to Israel to repent and serve their God. As many times as Israel repented, God relented and gave them victory against their enemies. Abide in God and he will protect you. You do not abide in him because of the protection, but the protection is the benefit of your abiding. Praise Jesus. In the Gospels, the word of God tells us of 12 men who followed Jesus everywhere. They left their families, their careers, and businesses to follow a man who did not even have a place to lay his head. They ate the food he ate, slept wherever he slept, and fed on his word like a sponge in water. Given the fact that they were just men also, when trouble came, Peter denied him. The rest ran away and left Jesus on his own. John and possibly Matthew and the women followed him close by to the cross. One man even ran away naked. Trouble will reveal the true character of a man. 
It was the biggest test for them. Jesus told them he was going to be killed. They had not yet understood the concept of resurrection. They failed to abide when the time for his death came. Their commitment was as far as the lame walking, the blind seeing, the mute speaking, the deaf hearing, the demon possessed delivered, and the sick healed, even the dead raised. However, being arrested was not part of the deal. Crucifixion was not what they signed up for, so they ran. Their hearts were not yet filled with the substance of Christ. He was not yet formed within them. They believed. They had followed him. But when trouble came, they left. Oh, but when the Spirit descended upon them, they received the one who became a seal that does not break easily. They became bold enough to abide in Jesus, whom they no longer could see with the naked eye. Abide and be fruitful. Jesus Christ said, Abide in me, for you cannot bear fruit unless you abide in the vine. You are the branches. Jesus Christ is the vine. The Father is the vine dresser. So, the branch cannot bear any fruit unless it abides in the vine. The branch is identified with the vine. The branch cannot give any other fruit except that which is coming from the vine. An orange branch cannot bear apples. So, whatever fruit that you are bearing, it talks to the vine to whom you are connected. And once you cut off the branch, the branch dies. Child of God, you cannot afford to die far away from the vine. So, we abide not only because we want to be nourished and protected by the strong vine, but that we can be able to bear fruit. True Christianity is not about give me, give me, but it is about giving. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God showed us how it is done in his kingdom. We give. We are fruitful. We multiply. God gives you a car. You multiply the trips. You take people that are in need of transport. A bride goes to be with her husband and will begin to be fruitful. And this is not about bearing children only. See a man who has no wife. His house is a mess at times. His money is spent, but nothing to show. But as soon as he finds a wife, even the curtains must be in order. The wardrobe changes, even if the woman is not having her own money. Jesus Christ said, abide in me, you'll bear fruit. You see, Jesus Christ was one man on this earth. But those that stayed with him and took his command seriously of abiding in him, they became fruitful. You see, one man could do a few miracles. But when there were more than 12 men, more than 70 men, more than 120 men, more than 500, they could do much more. On the day of Pentecost, more than 3,000 men repented and came to the forgiveness of sins in Christ and were saved. They listened to Peter, the same man who without the Holy Spirit denied Jesus three times, some 50 days before that time. But then he was ready to face those that killed Jesus. He was ready to face the crowds. He was ready to speak about this man Jesus. He was ready to tell them, you crucified him. You crucified the Lord because the Spirit of God was in him. Peter was able to be fruitful for he stayed the course. The running away was just a momentary lapse in his own commitment and loyalty to Jesus. But the Spirit sealed him. And he remained in the vine. He did not see Jesus, but he kept on speaking about him.
Peter stopped running and clung to the Lord even in spirit. His fruitfulness was not in him denying Christ, but in confessing him in the crowds and winning souls for Christ. You see, the challenge that you are facing is a preparation for what God is about to do in your life, child of God. God says be fruitful and multiply. What are we multiplying, children of God? The faith that God has given us, are we using it? When the disciples were facing a windstorm and they cried out, Lord, we are perishing, he says, why is it that we have no faith? Because he wanted them to use even the little faith that they had so that they could be able to do much more. We are called to multiply the good deeds of the kingdom of God. People need to know love from us. People need to know care from us. People need to see miracles through us. There should be more that get healed every single day because we are preaching Christ. We are praying for the sick. The kingdom of God is not of eating or drinking. There must be power. There must be miracles. There must be salvation. There must be people that repent. There must be increase in the house of God. But how are we going to increase if we cannot abide? If you cannot stay the course and you give up because God has not given you the car, who's going to preach to those that God wants to save? Because you need to abide in Christ and be able to win souls. You don't even know that the one that will bless you with the car is the one that you're supposed to preach Christ to and pray. There are many pastors that will tell you that they prayed for this person and this person came back and blessed them with a car. Not that you pray for people to bless you with a car, but you see, you do what God says you must do. You pray for them and their blessing comes because we give from the heart. God loves a cheerful giver. So we don't do the things of God because we want to be uh, compensated for that. But you see, God uses the very same people that you minister to, to bless you. Our God is not Father Christmas. He gives us authority. He gives us grace. He gives us gifts. He gives us the anointing. And he expects us to go and multiply. So if you are going to give up on God, if you are going to be in God today and tomorrow run away because you have not received what you have asked for, it could be that actually God is not going to give you that thing. But God is going to bless somebody else who's going to come and bless you. Sometimes we are waiting for God's blessing in the wrong places. Sometimes our eyes are focused on the wrong things and we turn away from God and we judge God unfaithful. This is a call for us to abide in Christ. COVID-19 has sifted those churchgoers and the believers. The believers remain resolute, being children of God. Whether you are praising God from the comfort of your own home or the comfort of the church, whether you're praising God in the street, whether you're praying in the hospital, you're still a child of the Most High God. We do not go away and leave Christ because some of our family members have died of COVID-19. No, no, no. This is a time when we cling to Christ and would say, like Peter, when Jesus Christ asked them, do you also want to go away? And Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Child of God, today is eternal life for us. More than the earthly blessings that we are looking for, there is eternal life, which is the greatest blessing for us. Dwell in God. Psalm 91 verse 1 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. When you are sitting under that shadow, God 
will take care of your business. God cannot miss you under the shadow, his own shadow. God cannot miss you there. But when you move away from him and you say there is no God, simply because he did not give you what you asked for, then you are far from his shadow. How will he take care of you? 1 John 2 verse 6 says, He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Jesus Christ walked into trouble. Sometimes they tried to get hold of him and he ran away from them because his time had not come. Jesus Christ went to places and preached three days and people were hungry. He was hungry too. When he walked and met the woman of Samaria, he was tired, but he still continued the journey. He still preached. He still healed the sick. When people reviled him and said he does these things by Beelzebub, he still preached. He still prayed for the sick. He still raised the dead. Abide in him. He commands you to do that. Abide in him even when the money is not in the bank. Abide in him even when at work they are giving you troubles and you've been praying against these things that you're facing at work. Abide in Jesus. The safest place you can be is in him because even if your breath is taken away from you, you are in Christ and that is still the safest place to be in. So child of God, Make sure that in all that you do, you do not wander far away from the Lord. Remain in him. Abide in him. As difficult as life is, even right now, abide in him. Even if you don't know what to say to him, even if you have cried for so long, even if your tears have just dried up, remain in him. He sees. He knows you're crying. He knows the pain that is inside of you. He knows the troubles that you're facing. If you look at the stories in the Bible, you'll realize that few people had it easy in their life. I mean, the battles that David faced, today we celebrate David as a warrior. That man suffered. And I'm not saying suffering is good. I'm saying even if you suffer, abide in God. Even if you fall, rise up again like David and say, Lord, take not your Holy Spirit away from me. Because David knew that without God, he was nothing. He was king because God chose him. We are the chosen generation today. We are the royal priesthood today. And we have no business out there except in Christ. Abide in him. He will strengthen you. He will help you. He will take care of you. He will protect you. He will answer your prayers because he is God. Shalom. Thank you for listening to Word Anchor Podcast. I hope you were blessed by this message. For copies of my books, go to Amazon.com. Check out the show notes for more details. Until next time, stay blessed and continue making the Word of God your anchor.